You are listening to Miller and Moulton, exclusively on the Florida Sports Network. And now, here's Mark Miller and David Moulton. It is the Diamond District bonus hour. Come on, we can begin to see the finish line from here. Final hour of our show on Thursday. And for some of us, it's just a four-day week, huh? Not bad. Hope it's been a good one for you thus far. This, the 44th anniversary of the Miracle on Ice. So Miracle is kind of, you know, on our minds. Sports miracles. Now, I think Mark's gone a little cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs. He's gone off the reservation, if you will. And um, it's probably getting us in trouble with certain fan bases, is my guess. Yeah, my last question honked off a few people. I, I, I knew it. I knew it. I wasn't a fan, but, you know. Oh, you weren't a fan. I wasn't a fan. Oh, I, my goodness. I wasn't goodness. a fan. I See, I'm not, I wasn't a fan of putting it in a poll question. I was a fan of talking about, boy, this would be really snarky if we did put it in a poll question. See, that that's how I wanted to get it out there. Okay, but when you actually you post it, you know, some people pin those suckers. You know, they send them back to you three years later. You know, it, it can cause problems. So in honor of the miracle on ice, which Florida right. college sports miracle is most likely to happen? Sports miracle. Remember, you're saying this would be I, a sports miracle. I put miracle in quotes. I, I, I'm having a little fight. If anybody reads that and thinks that it's literal, then they actually have a little bit more of a problem than I believe. Okay? Gotcha. So the quotes, words, the quotes, David, that that gets me, I can get away with it because I put the quotes around it. So in other words, the quotes, miracle in quotes is basically like putting in parentheses, lighten up Francis. Thank you. That, all right. And the college one I had is UCF makes the college football playoff. The Gators win the SEC. Miami wins the Natty. And Florida State stays in the ACC. Well, we know the last one's not happening. And people have actually voted for it. Which is amazing. But the text line, well, they're here. To a text that says this, how closely do you follow the Florida program? Do you follow their football closely? You might know it's going in the right direction. It is going in the right direction. We don't know if it's going fast enough, though. But it is going in the right direction. I hope you heard our interview last week with Fred Wiebe. He's the guy who's in charge of raising the money for Florida Victorious. It was Friday. Last Friday, if you missed it, go download it, floridasportsnetwork.com. I thought it was a pretty revealing interview. We talked about the future of Florida athletics. And I just responded to him that we do follow it closely. And that we think it's going in the right direction. But Florida has the hardest schedule in the country next year. Don't know if one's ever been harder, to be honest with you. How many times has a Power 5 team played 11 Power 5 opponents? I, I can't recall it happening, to be honest with you. I mean, there are schools out there that only play eight. And you're playing 11. I mean, you're playing Miami, UCF, Florida State. Oh, yeah, and then you play the SEC. I mean, damn. And 
Florida fans are not the most patient folks in the world. No college football fan is. And Florida's right at the top of that list. And there were those that wanted Napier gone after this year. So if worst case scenario happens and that schedule bites Florida in the behind next year, can they still be patient with Napier? Here's my question. Will they be patient if it's like seven and five? Is that good enough? And then go to a bowl, hopefully win it, you know, go eight and five. But you know what I mean. I mean, is that, will that be good enough? I hope so. I do too. Because I actually think them going seven and five with that schedule, you know, that's solid. That's like, hey, this this ain't a bad team. How many teams who play this schedule who wouldn't go seven and five? I mean, come on. We could look back at the joke of a schedule that both Georgia and Michigan played last year. Doesn't mean they wouldn't have been better than the Miamis and the UCFs of the world, but it's not often that when a program is in the state that Florida's in, which is in transition, which is building, that a schedule like this is what's on the paper. Just have a little fun with me, David. Who's going to be favored in these games? Home for the Canes. And when you say home for the Canes, you mean the Gators? It's the Gators schedule. That's right. Yeah, the Gators will be a small favorite. Right. Or two to four. They'll be favored in the Samford game. Uh-huh. Home for A&M. Uh, Depending on how they do against Miami. Well, but that's going to be another inside a three-point spread. Yeah, and then, you know, I'd probably have to check who does A&M open with and what if they win. And uh, But, yeah, small. So, at Mississippi State. Ooh. Mississippi State's not good. Florida's right, so I think, I think Florida will be favored. So they should be favored okay. in so, their first four games. So we're thinking three of the four, though, probably favored by four or less. Right. And then okay. home for UCF, where they'll be favored again. Yeah, and I'm thinking that that line will be six and a half to nine. At Tennessee, they won't be favored. No, they will not. Home for Kentucky, they'll be favored. Yeah, could be really really close. Could be low. You know, Kentucky's another team for next year that people are trying to figure out because they've lost a lot off the last two teams. Last year disappointed a little bit until they beat Louisville at the end. So they could be favored in six of their first seven games. Right. Slight favorites in probably four or five of those six. Though. Right. Then Georgia. Uh-huh. At Texas. Yeah, that's a problem. Home for LSU. Well, there'll be a dog. I mean, it'll be probably three and a half, four, but there'll be a dog. Home for Ole Miss. Mm, probably a dog. At low, two and a half, three. And at Florida State. There'll be a dog. They can win that game, but there'll be a dog. So they'll be favored, we think, in half of their games. First half of the season, once again, need to make hay early. What happened last year? Five and two, lost out. I mean, this is, I mean, once again, hey, how are we doing going into Georgia? How many games we favored in the rest of the way? Uh, none. Remember last year, weren't they underdogs in every game but home against Arkansas? And we had we had circled that game in early October. We said, listen, okay, they could be 5-2 and two going into the Georgia game. You know what's the game they got to win? Home against Arkansas. They beat Arkansas, they're going to a bowl. And they ended up losing that game in overtime or late. 
and regulation, one or the other. And to the Gator fan out there who texted, we do follow the program right there. You're favored in half your games. If you win all the games you're favored in and you lose all the games you're not, you're a 6-6 six and six team. If you overachieve, then Napier's won seven, eight games, and you're doing just fine. But if you underachieve at all and lose any of those games that you're favored and that you're not that you that you're supposed to win, and you throw a five and seven out there, how patient is Gator Nation going to be for Billy Napier? Fourth straight losing season, third straight for him. Now you know. I would argue with that schedule where the program is, you know. Give them 2025, to be honest with you, because as we talked about, if you blow out Napier, you run the risk of losing your five-star recruited quarterback. You at least got to see him play, give him the team for a year. Schedule can't be harder in 2025. It's another year of recruiting players. He is making progress on the high school recruiting scene. Hopefully another year, Florida gets their collective, more money, their NIL pay-for-play situation becomes better. You know, 2025 really should be better than 2024. You know, see, to me, you know, we just asked Daniel Wallach why others – the DraftKings of the world haven't come out publicly against the Hard Rock and the Seminole Tribe because they clearly don't like the monopoly that's in place and they want in, but why is it they won't publicly say so? I don't understand why Scott Strickland has not publicly gone to the wall for Billy Napier because his job's tied to him. I mean, if do we really think Scott Strickland's going to get to hire a third coach? I mean, he hired Dan Mullen. He hired Billy Napier. Do we really think that the Gator money people are going to allow Scott Strickland to hire the third coach? No. So if I'm Scott Strickland, I am publicly all in on Billy Napier. I'm wrapping a rope around the two of us. We are tied together. We are jumping off this cliff together. Don't kid yourself. I'm all in. And I would be as real as real can get with Gator Nation. Hey, you don't have to like it. This is where we're at. By the way, if I was Scott Strickland, I would apologize publicly to Billy Napier. For the schedule that you gave him? Yeah. You know what? The schedule's been too hard. I've set you up and put you in a bad spot. You know, we should be better. You should have done better. But you know what? I haven't made it easy on you. There's a lot of other ADs in the country that would have made it a hell of a lot easier on their second hire. In fact, a lot of other ADs would have bought some of these games out. Absolutely. They wouldn't have put Florida in the position that they were in. So, we think it's getting better. But will it get better fast enough? You know, hey, listen, uh, Mario Cristobal's a year away from this. You know, it's a bigger game for Napier, but that's a big opener for Mario. Because after what happened in a couple games last year, I mean, Kane Nation is like, well, I know he can recruit, but I also don't think he can coach. So how long can we live with that? Mario's got to prove to the people paying his salary he can coach. They know he can recruit, but that Georgia Tech, I mean, you know, you take three knees and you win and you can't pull that off as a coach. You can see why maybe the rank and file are a little unhappy. So big years 
for all of the Florida schools, but particularly Miami and the Gators, who have to prove it. And the Canes have to, and the Knowles have to show that they can still do it. A lot of players gone from that team. Mark, I think UCF fan is also saying to Gus, Gus, could could we see a little more? That last year in the American, to be honest with you, we should have been in the conference title game. You blew that late. And last year, eh, we should have been bowl eligible. You lost some games we should have won. 35-10 in the third quarter at home, we lost a game. That can't happen, Gus. Come on now. We're supposed to be better than this. I mean, you know, Tampa, Tallahassee, they're happy with their guys. What's going on? Rest of the state, kind of grumpy, a little snarky. Welcome to the bonus hour, brought to you by Jason and Todd at the Diamond District. And now, here's Mark Miller and David Moulton. Twenty-one minutes past the hour. Good, bad, and ugly. What's on tap today is the day when. And some picks, although there's not many games that fit. First off, there's none that fit our, quote, system. But then we also have a couple of things that we go, well, it's not our system play, but we also like to make this play. We like to make this play. We've got one or two of those, but we don't have a system play tonight. Yeah, I'm not going to lie. I'm a little nervous for what you guys are about to do here in 20 minutes because I think we might have to Kenny Rogers this puppy and just no one to walk away. We're hot right now. (laughs) (laughs) There's action. There's always action. So I've been afraid to go here the whole show, but, hell, there's only a couple segments left, so if I piss off Moulton, he can just walk away for the rest of the show. But I caught this article today, and since we have one of these young men – right at our disposal, I thought it would be worth asking him because my go-to for years for the good, the bad, and the ugly, the first place I go is to the NBC Affiliates website. They have always done a really good job. They have changed their website a ton, and it's not as good as it used to be for what I need. But I still, it's my local go-to of the television stations for their website. And an article jumped out at me today that they have a, a story on. And the headline of the article is, Are Young Men in Florida Opting for Sports Betting Over Sex? Good night, everybody. (laughs) Apparently, they interviewed Donovan Johnson. He is a student at FSW who really likes to gamble. Said he gets a huge rush from sports betting. Just a big risky feeling. Oh, boy. It's like a sick-in-your-stomach feeling because you don't know if you're going to win or lose. But if you throw up a good parley and it should hit, that's good, he said. (laughs) Well, Well, yeah, I I mean, nothing wrong with a good parley. And then he says later in the quote, he says, if I meet a new girl, I would get a good feeling inside. But it wouldn't be as exciting as placing a sports bet. (laughs) So Trent, (laughs) Trent, as you are now days away from meeting the young Wisconsin native who is going to enter your life as a Packer fan, and you're being set up on a, a blind date, could be the, the love of your life. It could crash and burn really quickly. Trent, I ask you, betting on sports or sex? You guys are, you, 
You guys are trying to put me in a very, very well, tough situation. Well, I could ask both of your brothers, but they both have girlfriends, right. so we know what the answer is for both of your brothers. Look, I, Not I, necessarily, <laughs> but... <laughs> Here's the thing. They're... I mean, we know what they'd say, okay, but not necessarily. Yeah, those guys are both they they gamble. More, they're worse than I am. Well, the they sports. both have better jobs. Well, they they and, do. Right. They, yeah. <laughs> better jobs. They, yeah, more, more money. money yeah. And one's a teacher. <laughs> if that tells you anything about the state <laughs> of the union here. But come on, there are levels to good feelings. I'm not gonna. All right, I'm not, all right. I just was checking. Because we're too old to qualify, David. Hey, Donovan, shout out. Do your thing, man. But no. Come on. Tell you what, if I, if I, David, could you imagine seeing this story and you have Donovan in one of your classes today and you're the professor? Yeah, I don't know whether to give him an A or an F. <laughs> well, base it off his parlay. If his parlay hits, he gets an A. That's right. There you go. Tell you what, Donovan, uh, you're in a hole. I need a parlay. That's your extra credit. You, you you give me a parlay for tonight. You're no longer just gambling for money. You're gambling for your degree. Which, you know, one and the same kind of. Yes, it is. I've gone into a few I had gone into a few tests that way where I was gambling with my degree. There is no doubt. Now I have to admit, there are times though, you know, which the, the timing is not, you know, good for the, the latter. You know, like you know, we go back the story when there are early days in which, you know, it was the Giants playoff game against the Cowboys and they're trying to hold off at the end and wife and daughter came home, you know, right at the two minute warning and start asking all these questions. And I literally just told both of them, could you just leave me alone for 15 minutes? I looked right at my daughter and said, could you just pretend I'm not your father? Okay, I, I mean... I, I yearn for the day that I'm watching an important game and my wife decides to say, hey, it's right now time. Okay, pause. Be back in seven minutes. I, I didn't say I wouldn't go into the other room, but I would say, is it okay if we put the TV on? <laughs> and in true Costanza form, can I bring a sandwich? <laughs> well, no, no I'd, I'd tough it out. But I mean, you know, there's just... There are times it's really important. That's all. This is, I'm filing this under best of right now. Kind of figured it would go that way. Very evergreen type of segment. Can now, play this at any time. I have to admit what is most troubling is that the stories about young people. Correct. All right. Not, I mean, heck, guys, Miller and Moulton's age. I mean, first off, you're just happy to get the call from the bullpen. Exactly. I mean, you get the call, you're answering the call. I mean, I mean you are. You just are. Hey, uh, how's your arm feel? Oh, no, I can give you, I can give you as I many get... innings as you need tonight, Coach. Right. Skip, no, I got good. this one. I can get us an out here. No, I, I, can, I can hand it to the closer if need be. Absolutely. Oh, this is great. In fact, I'm hoping to be the closer, but you know what? I need to be a setup <laughs> guy tonight. I'm fine. <laughs> the analogies you, you know, could make. I mean, so that's the thing, you know, Trent, when you get to our age, uh, I mean, you just want to be part of the rotation. You, you know, just want to make it out of camp. Little, it's a little troubling at age 23, 24, 25, 26, you know, that it's like, wait, hold on a second. 
this this should be uh this should be good times for you. Really? Huh. So So apparently young men are getting more pleasure from gambling on sports than meeting a young lady. I will oh, say yeah. I, I will say the it it's it's a strength and numbers thing with the gambling because when you get around your boys and you're all gambling on the same game and some of you might have gone one way and some of you went the other, it that is a very, very fun time. I will say that. He hasn't uh, met that girl from Appleton, Wisconsin. No. <laughs> hasn't even seen her across the bar, no. bar when he's with his boys going, no. I'm going to take this game off. I'm going to go try to say hello to her. I'm going to say, because when you meet her, you will keep track of how many days you go without seeing your boys, and you'll be just fine. You'll be good. You will. It'll become like a weekly thing. Hey, Thursday nights, can we get together? Yep, you'll be fine. Because you've got a better parlay at home. Exactly. And by the way, they have a parlay also. That's what ends up happening. Get to a certain age. But that also, that sounds like a one person story that they went out, did a man on the street, literally with one man. Well, no, I mean, there's come a, on. There's a research study that found 63% of young men are single. It's the highest it's ever been. 50%. Southwest Florida? No, this is a national study. Gotcha. A Pew Research study found that 63% of young men are single. It's the highest it's ever been. 50% of young men have no interest in dating, not even casual sex. And 30% of young men said they haven't had sex in over a year and don't seem to care. That bothers me. Should we poll our listeners? Poll question? Our listeners aren't young enough. I know. That's why I think it'd be interesting. The demo. Yeah, you start pulling guys our age and older, and they'll go, what, a year? Ah, you know, I'll get concerned when we get to three. <laughs> but anyway. This segment uh, brought to you by Viagra. I now understand, you know, like yesterday we had a poll question about, you know, how much you liked your job and all that. And I was trying to figure out why there's so much misery in this country, because apparently only like 13, 50% of you hate your job. Well, hell, now I know why. A half of you aren't even getting a little action. Third of you aren't even interested. Well, now I know why you're miserable. And your team's thought, losing on top of that because there's only right. one team that can win. Right. I thought it was your job. I thought it was your home life. Turns out you can't get a date and your team suck. Now I understand. Good, bad, and ugly. What's on tap? Today was the day one. Welcome to the Bonus Hour, brought to you by Jason and Todd at the Diamond District. And now, here's Mark Miller and David Moulton. Twenty-two minutes till the top of the hour, 16 until we're out of here. Final segment of the Diamond District Bonus Hour. Thanks for being with us. Pat Kerwin on the show tomorrow. You miss any part of the show today, like... Daniel Wallach's interview in which, uh, who knows, he may be before the Supreme Court arguing against the current Florida gaming compact because he wants it to be everybody involved, not just the Seminole tribe. That was last hour. You can go to floridasportsnetwork.com and download it. It's time for someone to take back this segment, if for no other reason than to stop David from talking about Meghan and Harry. Here's Mark Miller with Today Was the Day When. I don't have much today, David, so I don't know if your your site's a little more active than mine, but today we start in 1959, the inaugural Daytona 500. 
Johnny Beauchamp and Lee Petty finished side by side. Beauchamp is declared the unofficial winner, but that ruling was overturned three days later by Bill France Sr. Is there anything more NASCAR? <laughs> it's such a great story. I mean, really. How'd you get your roots? Well, let me tell you about our first race. Ah, we picked the winner. Three days after the race. When uh, most people thought the other guy won, we said, no, no, Lee Petty won. It was today in 1980. USA 4, USSR 3. Do we do we have any anything from that game? I mean, Al Michaels, Mike Ruzioni, anything? We do, but he's off in la-la land right now. Well, you know, he just bought uh, Thin Mints, a Girl Scout cookie. So he. I'm reading this email us. Mark sent me about that. Yeah, exactly. He might have wanted to wait until the show was over. We'll talk about that later. <laughs> That's my fault. Uh, 2015, Joey Logano won his second 500. And it was in 2018 that the U.S. women win gold for the first time in 20 years, beating Canada 4-3 in a shootout in hockey. Yeah, we beat them in 98, and then they kept beating us for the gold medal for over just about and over Olympics. and over yeah. again. Yeah. George Washington, Charles Finley, Don Pardo, Ted Kennedy, Sparky Anderson and Steve Irwin, all born today. Hmm. That's quite the dichotomy. It really that. is. Dr. J74. Looks great. VJ Singh 61. Pat LaFontaine's 59. Michael Chain 52. And Drew Barrymore is 49. What did I miss, David? And she also looks great. She does. Um, I was that would kind of stun me when I, I thought she was a little older than that. How old for Pat LaFontaine? 59. Wow. Right. From the high slot, Easter Sunday. Uh, So we finished getting a hold of Florida today. You know, uh, Spain, remember, Ponce de Leon. Spain, you know, claimed it first. We had to kind of finagle Florida. So uh, today... Secretary of State John Quincy Adams in 1819. This is before he would become president. He uh, he convinced Spain to cede the rest of uh, Florida to us. So uh, there you go. You know, I mean, we had Florida. Okay, then we gave it back to him. Part of the Treaty of Paris, which ended the American Revolution. I mean, why'd we do that? I mean, but anyway, so yeah, 36 years later, we said, you know what? Upon further review, we want it back. We want that swamp back. Give it to us. Right. We're planning a neighborhood in Southwest Florida in Cape Coral, and we're going to need it. <laughs> so there you go. Today, 1819, the U.S., we own Florida for good this time. We're not going to let it get away. We need a city with a 47th Street, a 47th Street Place, and a 47th Avenue, all next to each other. Yep. I know just the place, too. You've heard folks elsewhere mock, Florida is gonna Florida. Well, Mark Miller sees it differently. He calls it the good, the bad, and the ugly. What you got, Mark? We go to Iowa for the good, where Kevin Frey won a scratcher. 
A big one. $500,000. Wow. So he gives the ticket to the employee so they can scan it to make sure he was right. He said, I was shaking pretty good then, I think. Then he left and rushed out in the parking lot to call his family. You don't leave the ticket. There you go. His son said, send a picture of it. And he realized, holy crap, I left the ticket inside the store. The employee was so flustered, she forgot to give him the first time, and they finally got on the same page, and he has his ticket and his $500,000. Man, talk about losing your wallet or your phone. I just... By the way, I mean, you don't expect to win that much money with a scratcher either, do you? I mean, no. when you buy a scratcher, 500, 1,000, I mean, if you were to win 10 grand on a scratcher, wouldn't you go, holy mackerel, $500,000? I mean, literally, I'd be trying on multiple pairs of glasses. Give me your glasses. Why? This says I just want a half a million dollars. I don't believe it. For the bad, we go to New Jersey. Where in Howell Township, they had to place the Gribbling School on lockdown after a shattered glass door was heard. Turns out it was just a deer that rammed through the door. Everybody panicked a little early. Everyone fine, including the deer, who was a little dazed. Finally, the ugly, we go to St. Petersburg, Florida. Where mom's dropping off her daughter at daycare. And she left her driver's side door open. That's when three German shepherds slipped inside her car and wouldn't leave. Okay. According to Kiki, the German shepherds were holding her car hostage as she just needed to go to work. Police reported to the scene after the dogs wouldn't budge. One of the officers must have had a treat because they were able to coax the animals out. And finally, the lady was able to get to work. Anything for a ride in the car. And that is the good, the bad, and the ugly on today, February the 22nd, 2024. Would you buy that as a boss? Your employee shows up late. Why are you late? Um, I dropped my kid off and uh, the dogs, these strange dogs jumped in the car and they wouldn't get out. Honest, I'd look right at the and go. You're fired. You that that's the best you. Can right. Come that's up with? The, exactly. You're obviously you not what. good enough to work here. Right. I'll tell you what. I'm going to go for a walk. I'm going to give you a chance to come up with something better, and I'll come back and I'll ask you why you're late. Okay. And when they start going, no, no. I mean, in theory, there's evidence left in the car, scratching, dirt, something. I, but I would be like, come on. That's the best you, you came up with. Dogs. Jumped in your car and wouldn't leave. Okay. Um, what are we going to bet tonight? David, not one game fits our criteria. There, There's the closest one. There's one ranked team on the road, but they're playing another ranked team. Arizona's a 12-and-a-half-point favorite at home against Washington State. Yeah, I... I'm interested in the other one. It's not our system, but we have noticed this year that when a a highly ranked team, not just, you know, team 18th in the country, 22nd in the country, we're talking usually a top 10 team. 
when a top 10 team loses, their next game is oftentimes at home because often they lose on the road. And then they come home and they whack somebody. Like, we didn't play it last night because we had seven games that we liked last night. But Marquette returned home after losing to UConn by 40. And they were 27-point favorites against DePaul, the worst team in the Big East. And that was stealing candy from the shop there. I mean, they were going to beat DePaul by 30, and they beat them by damn near 40. And we should have been on that one last night. So Purdue lost at Ohio State. Now Purdue's back home. They're playing Rutgers. Not a good road team. They've been better of late. They got this guy who wasn't eligible the first half of the year. He's played with them the last 10 games. They've been a tournament team the last 10 games. But still, Purdue at home. I say we lay the points with the bowler makers. 15 and a half. That's a lot. For Daniel Wallach, I want to let him know that I just placed that wager from where I'm sitting. And I'm not on tribal land. <laughs> this, this might be the snarkiest show, definitely since I've been here. FGCU is a three-and-a-half-point favorite tonight against Kennesaw, David. Wow. Run that by me again? FGCU is a three-and-a-half-point favorite tonight at home against Kennesaw State. Take them. Um, Kennesaw is not good on the road. Wings up. So we might have just bet Dunk City, too. Because I can't help having a little action tonight. Plus, that'll make me want to watch the game more. I mean, Kennesaw's three and nine on the road this year. That's a low number. I think I think I'd lay it. And we did. I would. By the way, do you know why we didn't have Mike Ruzioni? He's an AT and T phone. Nationwide AT and T outage. Kind of what I figured. That's what I was hoping for, at least, because he's been with us before, and he's a stand-up guy. I can't imagine he'd say yes yeah. and then blow us off. So uh, I kind of, kind of had a bad feeling when phone was going right to voicemail that it was a cell phone problem. Magic are on the road tonight in Cleveland. Cleveland's a six and a half point favorite in that one. The Heat have the night off as we return to action in the association. I'm totally frightened of playing the association tonight i don't know good teams (laughs) i know that's a good thing you're not good when you bet the association (laughs) i wasn't last week doesn't mean i i don't always not know what i'm talking about everyone can change (laughs) yous can change i was gonna (laughs) say Oh, is he quote Rocky? Four? Yes, he yes. is. That's what I was going for. That's yes, exactly what he did. Well, it's you know, it was iconic and all. David, any chance I can quote Rocky Four, I'm going to throw it in there. Not often, well, but Panthers are on the road in Carolina tonight, taking on the Hurricanes. Hurricanes are a slight favorite. The Lightning are monster favorites at home against the Caps. With all kinds of NHL games tonight, Wings and Avalanche. For those that remember that being a rivalry. Yeah, that's a shame that it's not really a rivalry anymore. It was just a thing. It was like a five, six-year thing. 
But it really, when we go back, it, it was the thing. I mean, it got a 30 for 30 and everything. I mean, it was an intense thing. But it, it just turned out to be a thing. So big night in the NHL, big night in the association. Not a great night of college hoop. Lots of games, but you got to stay up pretty late to see the ranked game, which is Arizona and Washington State. That'll be at 10 o'clock tonight. So there you go. Pat Kerwin on the show tomorrow. We may be rescheduling with Mike Aruzioni. I'm in the process of trying to do that now. If you miss any of the show, go to all the usual places to download the podcast, or you can simply go to floridasportsnetwork.com to download any portion of the show that you may have missed. And if you're wondering, why Mike Aruzioni? Eh, 44 years ago today, Miracle on Ice. So if it's next. For- if it's 44 years in a day, I'm okay with it. Yeah, I, totally. And uh, next year, though, it'll be on the actual day of the week. Because, you know, next year, the February 22nd, will be uh, a Friday, right? Or because a leap year, will it be two days? Will it be a Saturday next year? I think the leap year throws it off. Oh, that's right. No, oh, bummer. Anyway, so hope to get him on the show tomorrow. This whole leap year. You know, for, for those of us that have to give up something for Lent, it added an extra day. Oh, I didn't think true. about that. But it's a longer Lent. My right. wife gave up drinking for 42 days or whatever the hell. You know, I mean, this is <laughs> – she's going to be uh, a lush on Easter Sunday. I can't wait. Seven uh, weeks today, the Masters, by the way. So, there you go. Which also makes you realize that March Madness will be over. The season will be over unless it's seven weeks. Oh, it's coming up quick. It's coming down the pike. I'm oh, so excited. Wow. Little conference tournaments are on the horizon. Oh, yes, That's they are. Week and a half away. Week of March 4th is when those suckers start. Oh, yeah. Maybe Miller and Moulton's favorite college basketball week of the year. Yep. A little Arch Madness in St. Louis. He's all fired up. He's on his own right now. Bob should let him finish the show. A football Friday. You know why? Because it's always Friday. 